This is Inside the FLX from FingerLakes1.com. I'm Ted Baker. It's our weekly discussion with Auburn City Clerk Chuck Mason. Good morning and welcome back. Hey, good morning, Ted. At the council meeting last night, uh, Police Chief Slayton was there to provide an update on the robbery at the Key Bank branch in Auburn. Pretty quick work by Auburn police and state police to get two people in custody. Exactly. And uh, City Manager Jeff Deigert last night inviting Chief Slayton to the meeting to be able to publicly report on this event. And there was a, uh, a bank robbery this week in Auburn on the west side at Genesee Street location of the Key Bank. And as you said, Ted, uh, our local law enforcement made quick work. Now, earlier this week on uh, January 9th was actually Law Enforcement Appreciation Day. And uh, it's events like this that I think highlight uh, the importance and the reason why we have the protection out there that we have. And it was quick work by the Auburn Police Department, as well as the uh, assistance from surrounding agencies, such as our uh, county sheriff and state police. And they ended up, you know, within out within hours, uh, catching the, the two people that were suspected. And uh, and those people are. Uh, actually, the chief reported last night, Chief Slayton reported that they are in the county jail. So they were uh, sent up the county jail. So, you know, in this day and age, sometimes it's really uh, you've got to scratch your head sometimes and wonder with, you know, the, uh, thanks to the security cameras from neighboring properties and stuff, uh, the the Auburn Police Department was able to make some quick uh quick decisions and uh, apprehend the vehicle down in the uh, uh, town of Aurora. And um, uh, they made great quick work of this. And uh, hopefully it sends the message to everybody that stuff like this is not, not, you're not going to be successful. Yeah, pretty quick work and good work by everybody involved. Uh, we had the story this week. Senator Mannion announced a grant of $150,000. It'll go towards work at Hoops Park. Uh, part of it is to replace and upgrade the signage around the park. And then there's a wall that goes around the pond that's been uh, deteriorating, and especially you, you've talked about the uh, flooding rains of this summer uh, took kind of a hit. So talk about the grant and the work that will be done at Hoops Park. Yes, uh, this has uh, been in the city's five-year capital plan. It's kind of forecasted out for 2022 through 2024. So with the, with the uh, announcement of the grant from Senator Mannion, this project will really probably get underway with design in 2022, probably look for construction in 23, 24. But the, uh, the exterior wall of the pond uh, does need to be rehabilitated as well as we're going to uh, take a look at doing some replacement of the gateway signage. Uh, Hoops Park is on Route 20 on the east side as you're coming into town. And uh, it's a great opportunity uh, and serves as a very welcoming uh, park for people as they're coming into town. So Senator Mannion, um, we appreciate his efforts to get this New York State SAM grant. Uh, it's coming in and uh, it'll really probably put this project now on the on the front burner and and we'll get working on this. Um, and it'll be a great improvement to Hoops Park. There's a project underway at the wastewater treatment plant to build what's called a biosolids dryer. The uh, director of municipal utilities, Seth Jensen, briefed the council along with the uh, company that they're working with. So let's start with what is a biosolids dryer and what will it do? Yes, uh, Seth was on hand last night. This is a project that's been, you know, quite a while in the making. Uh, there's a couple things going on here. One is 
it's time for some major upgrades to our wastewater treatment facility. Uh, the last time there was a major upgrade to the facility was in the mid nineties. So we're about, you know, we're, we're heading on 30 years later and it's, it's just time to make some reinvestment down there. And then secondly, we have, there's basically two products as Seth Jensen explained last night, there's two products that come out of the wastewater treatment uh, process. And that is one is water. And the second is the biosolids and, Addressing the biosolids is is a part of doing the business down there. And usually what happens or what happens currently is that a sludge is produced and we have to uh, take that sludge and, and put it into a uh, landfill. So there's an expense that goes along with taking care of the, of the sludge. And basically the sludge is mostly water. So hauling that sludge can be a costly thing, an annual costly expense to the wastewater treatment process. So the biosolids dryer system that's being looked at is a system that's being used. Uh, I wouldn't say that we're uh, too far out in front of this, but we're probably going to be one of the first of, of probably a dozen smaller cities or larger cities even where their wastewater treatment plants are putting these bio dryer systems in. And what it does is it greatly reduces uh, the, the sludge product because it basically dewaters it. So it's, it's definitely an expensive proposition as far as it's a, it's a big investment in, in infrastructure that's needed down there. But this is a project that'll, you know, you forecast these things out over a 30 year period and the financing uh, makes sense. Now, Seth presented last night some of the financial scenarios, and it would show even with uh, no grant money coming in, it would show that we would be able to keep the sewer, sewer rate pretty stable in this area with a slight decrease coming in a few years. But if we're able to get some federal or state grants uh, to help um, minimize the expense of the project, then it would probably be a favorable thing for the sewer rate. Now, with all that being said, there's still a lot of work to go. So this was just an update. Uh, they've The designers have been working on this project so far for about two years. Uh, so they're at about the 60% design rate. They will be back in front of council next week for the council to approve the next step of design on this project. However, um, there's still a long ways to go here, but it does perfectly line up with a lot of the infrastructure money that is in the federal infrastructure bill that was just uh, passed in 2021. So we are hopeful that there will be grant opportunities to keep the cost of this project uh, down for the local users. Yeah, I know because of inflation and COVID and supply chains and everything, uh, the, the price has gone up quite a bit and the council is going to be asked to approve a change order. But it sounds like the sense is that, like you said, over that period of time, it's not really that big a deal and the environmental benefits are well worth it. Exactly. And when you do the estimates at this point in time, you're estimating, uh, you know, they, they basically put in the, the cost estimators will put in the latest kind of inflationary rates and things like that. But you don't really ever know the actual cost until the project goes out to bid. So this project would likely go out to bid towards the later part of this year, 
probably maybe bids being received at the end of 2022 or the early part of 2023. So with, with the way that the world is going right now with the pandemic and, and the forecasts on what the inflationary rates are and stuff and where they're going to head, there's still a lot of unknown variables, but so we won't really know those costs until, you know, until the projects actually bid, but it is just definitely going to be a big, reinvestment in the wastewater treatment plant. The last time the city did a reinvestment down there of this magnitude was the mid nineties. But one of the, one of the things that makes this project financially feasible is that the, the financing that occurred in the mid nineties to fund the big project back then, that financing is coming uh, to, to its end. So it actually opens up that the, this project can be financed and keep that sewage, treatment uh rate pretty stable for the users over the long term with probably what's going to be a minimal increase probably within a three to five year period but then uh some stability to the rate going forward also at last night's meeting the council had some discussion on its own rules and procedures what did they talk about yeah this is another housekeeping thing that happens every time there's a new council uh that comes in so every two years the city council takes a look at its own rules and procedures and the way that it, it operates itself and conducts its meetings and uh, the transparency and openness in which we operate under and pretty minimal, minimal changes to the, uh, to the document this year. There's really uh, not much to it. We do have a set of rules and procedures that works pretty well for the council. So next week, the council will be asked to the council will be asked to uh, finalize that document and it just becomes the official document that basically runs our meetings and, and maintains the decorum and sets the standards for the openness and transparency that we operate under with our with our city meetings and our live streaming and our um, website, making sure that we uh, maintain that information is as available to the public as possible. City Clerk Chuck Mason, uh, City of Auburn, uh, hunker down for the weekend and stay warm, and I guess we all get ready to shovel. That's right. You too, everybody. Uh, have a good uh, snowy weekend and go Bills, right? This has been Inside the FLX with City Clerk Chuck Mason from Auburn. I'm Ted Baker. Thanks for listening.